Let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Sadi K, number 95. Today is number 96. And we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf and get to today's. Let's see what we learned yesterday. Um, and then we'll get right to, to today's Daf. Okay. All right, so uh, we're starting off uh, six lines down on Daftar Dekeo Menalaf, that is where we uh, started off yesterday. And Rabbi Shim Ben Elazar had said that Gedelas Kechelas Mekeses, there's a difference who's doing it. If you're doing it to yourself, so that's like sort of not the normal, you can do it as well as if somebody else does it for you, because they can see. It's like sort of giving yourself your own haircut. It's not as efficient. And uh, basically, so therefore, um, if you do it uh, for, for, if you do it yourself, you're going to be potter. It's not chiyuv chatas. But if you do it for your friend, then you'll be chayev es chatas. And Rabshim ben Elazar also says in the name of Rabbi Eliezer that uh, putting on that uh, something on her face to make her skin look uh, red, that's dying. And therefore, that is not uh, appropriate uh, on Shabbos. Okay. Next, we talked about is Choylev, Mechabetz, and Megabin. Choylev is where you're milking. Uh, Mechabetz is where you're making the soft cheeses, like by separating the curds and whey. And Megabin, uh, you know, using a cheesecloth, that's sort of with Mechabetz. And Megabin is actually making the hard cheeses. So if you do it, Geshir, Geregeras, then you're going to be. Chayev, we'll see what the what the chiyuv is in these things. Also, sweeping your house, the floor, and merabets, where you're getting the dust in the air to go down to the ground by spritzing water in the air, or um, somebody is removing some chalos devash, some uh, honeycombs off the off the beehive. If it's b'shoigek on Shabbos, will be chayvachatas. If you did it b'meizer on yantif, you're going to get malchus. That's Shitas Rebbe Yezer, but the Chacham say all of these is not the Chiyuv Torah. It's only Midrabanon. It's anyone is Enei Elam Mishum Shavus. It's only rabbinic in nature. Now, so Rav Nachman Barguria came to Narda and they asked him the Shaila, what is the Chiyuv for Chaylev, for milking? And he says, because that's Chaylev, that's milking. What about Mechabit? It's Mechabit. What about Megabit? It's Megabit. So they said, uh, you know, who's your Rebbe? I mean, what kind of teacher teaches you something and doesn't give you the explanation? You're not even understanding the question that we're asking, which is we want to understand what's the Av Malacha involved, and you're just telling me that it's us because of that. So no explanation. So um, they asked in the base Medrash, and sure enough, they told him what, what it is. How you live? What is the Chiv? Mishum Mifarik. Mifarik, as we know, is a told of Dash. Dash is threshing. And mefarik is basically a, a, like separating um, um, something from the inside to, to get it out. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're pulling out the milk from inside the, the udder. Mechabit is is because you're separating the curds and white. And megabin is because of boinem, because you're making from liquid into a solid, you make forming it into cheese. Um, next, mechabed, merabed, and roide chalus devash. So, so if you do it b'shoigeg on Shabbos, you're going to be chayav chatas. If you do it b'meizid on Yom Tif, you're going to get 
Malkus. Okay, so um, moving on to those, that sheet is Rabbi Yezer, and Rabbi Lazar says, why would Rabbi Yezer say it's Tilski What are you doing? On, really, uh, we're asking about removing the Chalas Tavash, taking the honeycomb off the beehive. What could be the problem? So he says, it's a Pasuk in Navi, and talking about the story of Yonason, uh, he was uh, very hungry and wasn't feeling well. So um, even though Shol had decreed it to be a fast day, but he was unknown, it was unknown to Yonason. Anyway, he saw a honeycomb and he dipped his sword in the honeycomb, and it's referred to as Ya'ar's Devash. Now, why does it use the word Ya'ar to describe the Devash? Obviously, to teach us halacha, what's halacha, that it has the same status, the honeycomb in the beehive has the same status as a forest, just like a forest when you do it to Lisha. Your chayev, that's like a ktira. So to here, your chayev for removing the chalas tavash. Chiv chatas. Um, which, uh, again, that's Reb Liezer's shita. Moving on to the next thing, Rameimer said that zilcha in mechoza is allowed. Zilcha is basically the same thing as marabit. It's spitzing water in the air to get the dust out of the air. And that's permissible in mechoza. So he says, why? Because what's the reason why the rabbis have a problem with it? because it may come to straighten the floor, because it used to have a dirt floor, and it would cause the floor to become even with all the water um, landing on the floor. However, over here, where there's no gumos, because in Mechuzah, apparently, it's a wealthy town, they had actually stone floors, so there was no concern. Rav Tosva found Ravina, who was really suffering from the dust in the air, uh, or it was Mark Shisha, the Breda Rav, who found Rav Ashi in that way. And they were in Tsar from the, hav, from the Havla, from the bad air. So he says, don't you hold like the Brysa that says that if you want to, there's a way to do uh, Merabates in a permitted fashion. If you don't do it directly, you do it indirectly. What you have to do is basically you go to the, you go, you go take a basin of water into one corner of the room and you wash your face. In the other corner of the room, you go wash your hands. In the other corner, the other space, you wash your feet. And this way, there's water that's coming into the air that's causing the, the dust in the air to, to, to sink down. And uh, that would be permissible. So they told him, which means, simply put, I, don't, I wasn't aware of that. Um, so, uh, so they, they said that Nisha Chachama, somebody who's educated woman, can uh, do this, uh, uh, can do Merabetza space of Shabbos is not a problem. Now, that's only originally when we didn't have established who the Psach Halacha follows. Um, but uh, at this juncture that we follow the Shita from Shimon, so then it's going to be Motra Afil Chachila. It's going to be mutter even lechatkil because Rabbi Shimon says davar sheinu miskaven is uh, as long as it's not a psikreisha it's mutter so it, it's certainly not a psikreisha that the floor is going to be even and therefore you would be allowed to do mirabets on Shabbos lechatkila brings us to the next the din of the Mishnah the Mishnah is talking about pl- plucking something a plant from a atzitz uh, which is basically a flower pot that has a hole in it. So is it has to be considered attached to the ground to really be kaitzer. It's in a flower pot. It's not really attached to the ground. So it's uh, so if you if it's also it's then it is attached to the ground. Then it's chayev. 
If it's Eino Nakov, then it's not attached to the ground, and then you can be Potter. So that's the story. Um, uh, so that's the story. Uh, and Reb Shimon says that you Potter in either case. So, Sfreg the Gemara, Abai uh, asked Rava like this. He said either it was Abai asking Rava or Rav Chibarav asking Rav. It says in the Mishnah that Reb Shimon is Potter Bezel Bezer. So the Shaila is that teaches us, it sounds like, that Nakov Lerub Shimon is exactly the same as Eino Nakov. There's no distinction between Nakov and Eino Nakov. So the question is, is that Rav Shimon says there's no difference between Nakov and Eino Nakov except for Hachshu's Ram, because for Hachshu's Ram, there is a difference. So it's a, a contradiction. Here it sounds like that it's identical, and there it's saying that there's a difference when it comes to Hachshu's Ram. What's the deal? So the Gemara says, you're right, it's a special exception over there. Really, um, a flower pot with all, without a hole is the same, that it's considered not attached to the ground, according to Rip Shimon. However, there's a special din with regards to a flower pot, because there's a Rebah crowd that says, that even if it's not technically planted in the ground, but it's ki'ilu planted in the ground, it's almost planted in the ground, that that also qualifies and, uh, and, and therefore, it, because of that pasuk in the Torah, so that's why it's, it, it, it's considered attached, even a flower pot that has a hole in it. Okay. So somebody asked Reb an elderly man, a Saba, asked Reb Zera, Shoirish keneged nekef mali. What would Reb Shimon say if there's a root that's right by the hole? What would Reb Shimon say about that? So he was, so he was solid. He did not have an answer. Then, one time, he met up where, where he was sitting and he was saying that Rabbi Shimon would agree that if the hole is that that would definitely be uh, considered attached to the ground. If it's a big enough hole, that it would be meaning that it's not anymore, which we'll see in a second, that that's big enough that it allows olives to drop through it, so then it's considered attached already. So he says, if a root that's 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 right opposite the hole, I'm asking you, and you didn't have an answer, so if it's Nika uh, Bechtei what's the question? Okay, um, so that's the meaning. You should have been Mesupag in that as well. Um, um, basically, um, if you consider that Mechober, then surely this should be Mechober. That's the idea. So Abayi says, um, if we have to put Rabbi Zera's statement, it would be going like this, that Rabbi Shim would agree that if the hole is below the revius line in the container, that it's so low down on the cup, or whatever it is, the earthenware thing, that it can't hold the revius worth, so that's, um, then that would be considered attached to the ground. Um, anyway, so that was the story. Now, Rava says that there are five measures that five thresholds really that come when it comes to a klicheres. So in other so the first level is this. If you're if you have a piece of klicheres, that piece of earthenware that allows water to drip out of it. So that is no longer possible to be metama as a gistera. Remember a gistera is basically a piece of broken pottery and they use it to catch a drip of a keli that has a drip. So that's, we'll see more about that in today's daf. But basically, uh, Gistero, if it lets water out of it, it's already garbage and it's not a keli anymore. 
even though I normally we, we would appropriate Gistra to give it a status of a Kali for that purpose, it's, um, it's, not the, it's not the case over here. It's already no longer. However, if you have a proper Kali and the Kli has a leak in it, it's completely considered a Kali in the sense that um, you can even be Makadish Mechatas with it, which means that you can gather the water of uh, uh, the water of uh, uh, the, the Mayan, the water of the spring water that I need to, to be kosher for the ashes of the red heifer, for the process of the Paraduma. And, um, and that's what I could do. If, it's, if there's a hole in it, um, then the, the, that's, no, that's the first level. So this is, first level is, allows the water out. It's still a clear as far as Kiddush Mechatas. What if it's, uh, the, the hole is a little bit bigger, and now it allows water in from the outside? So that's Konis Mashka. So then it's no longer valid. It's invalidated to you, be used as a keli to, uh, to gather the Mechatas, but it's still a Kli as far as Echaz Rayim, because it's not attached to the ground, really, because it's still a very tiny hole. And if you have a planted a seed in it, and that seed gets wet, that seed is It's established to be possible to, be, to become tummy, because only when you take it and plant it in something that's attached to the ground is it no longer susceptible to dine tumah. Okay, what if the hole is big enough that it allows a little root to go through it? Then that's a little bit bigger. Then it's already no longer possible to be machshes meaning it's not actually rhyme meaning the seed that I plant in it, should it get wet, will still be tahar, but it's still considered a kli as far as, uh, as, far as uh, uh, olives are concerned. It's still a kli as long as it's able to, to contain olives and, and it's considered a kli. It's makabal toba technically. However, let's say the, the kli is big enough that olives would fall out the hole. That's how big the hole is. So then it's, then it's already no longer considered a keli. But if I meyached it, if I establish that now I'm planning on using it for uh, keli to, to catch bimoinim, um, so then it's uh, going to be, um, so if it's a, uh, then, then it would become a keli in that case. So in other words, if I have in mind that I'm planning on using it for uh, to catch, to, to, to contain it's, listen, I want to keep it anyway just because I want to use it for my for pomegranates and it still will be able to contain pomegranates, there's nothing wrong with that. What if it's if the pomegranates are able to go through it so then it's completely tar altogether if it's uh, okay um, well, even though it's tar technically, um, uh, meaning it's not mekabotoma no matter what however it still can protect as far as as far as Thomas Mace goes, meaning if it's in the room and there's a dead body in the room and it's sealed, it has a that and the, it has the cover on it and that cover is sealed on, even though there's a hole in it, it's still going to be uh, it it protects all the things in it from becoming tummy, even though there's a hole in it. And Ravasi says, okay, and that's the idea. Now Rav, um, Rav Asi says that I heard that klicheres its shear is rod motzirimo, and uh, um, which and uh, so Rav says maybe that's in a case where it's mukav tzamet pesil. Problem is, is that Rav just said that mukav tzamet pesil has to be yivchas rubo. So which is it? Is it rov or is it or is it shear al motzirimo? 
what, what do you need? So the Gemara says, it's not a difficulty. It's habzutri. So yesterday I mentioned the Shitas Rashi on this, that uh, we're talking about if it's a very large vessel, so then even if uh, a pomegranates would come out of it, it's still significant enough, and it can be considered a keli um, until it's rove broken. And it, as far as summit Pisil is concerned, if it would be sealed, it would protect what's inside it. And if it's a small one, so then it would be, uh, then its shear is shear of Rimon. So, so Toysvis doesn't like this pshat, and I'll tell you why. It's interesting, Toysvis. I uh, looked in, at this Toysvis today. Toysvis says that the larger one, it, it says that uh, there's no shear here. How do you define large? How do you define small? Okay, so you're not, it's not giving us information here. So he says it's the exact opposite. What's the opposite? If it's a large one, so then, uh, then the shear is multirimo. It's the size of a pomegranate. If it's so small that a, the size of a pomegranate is more than the majority, so it's the lesser of the two. If you have a small keli and it's a majority of the way broken, that's also already invalidated. If it's, but, so it's, it's never larger than the size of a pomegranate, uh, or whatever is less of the two, either a majority of the opening or majority of the, of the, of the, contain, of the bottom of the container, it has a hole in it, or it's a size of a pomegranate, whichever it is, that's when it's going to be invalidated to protect from uh, Thomas Mace. And that is where we got up to yesterday, and we'll take it from the top after... Stop the recording for a second.